Hey everybody, you're gonna have to roll with us here as we get started. Uh, thanks for being with us here today. Uh, I have the regular squad with us. Uh, how's everyone doing? Happy to us? be here. Yeah, us are the viewers, but I guess the second doesn't make as much sense. We're doing well. I think it's just viewer, singular. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, us Mom. or Rob listening to this again <laughs> Thanks, for <Mom>. ending purposes. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much just me right now listening to these. But also, all of our thousands of adoring fans, thank you so oh, much yeah, for them being too. here with us. Well, it's really forget about them. Yeah, quite an honor that you've come here with us. Um, but yeah, it is uh, Sunday morning, so if any of our voices sound a little more baritone than normal, that's why. Other than that, is there anything else to catch up on before we just get right in? I'd just like to say good. to all the viewers at home, we have a beautiful map now that you cannot see, but it is pretty. That's true. Yeah, if you, fo if you go to our website, go down to background information, there should be a drop down that you can hit map, and then you can see Rob's new creation. Hey, it's also on all of our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and our OnlyFans. <laughs> I will be showing the naked map on our OnlyFans. Subscribe to get the subscribe to get the player notes, you know. No mountains, only ground. Yeah, ground. <laughs> all right, well, it seems like we're all pretty much settled in. Uh, it's been a while, so it's I'm excited to get back into this and get back into the story. Um, so here we go. Really dialing it, dialing it up to 11, aren't we? <laughs> well, last time when I did, I got yelled at, I got... I got called out you got for mean. it, so yeah, I'm trying Enjoyed to it. trying to be a little more chill out. When last we left off, you all were in pursuit of a mystery assigned by Audrey from Hemingway to try and find the source of red moss that you found in a cabin belonging to Evandro, I believe. Yep. Yep, I totally recognize that name. <laughs> While in there, you discovered that his partner... Rafe Laudrin is the person that you assume he was in contact with and has been impossible to find after the Master of Harvest Festival. Nailed it. And as you move, you begin heading north toward the Jaws of the Tallwood, where who you believe is Rafe was supposed to meet Evandro or something. And as you travel north, you encountered a group of bandits who turned out to be weaker than you by some degree so you quickly took out 
the leader of the group and the rest of them just surrendered immediately. Afterward, you began traveling in the woods for a little bit longer, and you found more of this red-orange moss that you had found previously. And you found that it was off the path, and as you looked forward, there looked to be occasionally a little bit more, and then a little bit more. Not a lot, but at some interval you were able to find more, and you began to head off of the path in the direction of this reddish moss, as it served as your trailblazes in the woods. And from there, what would you like to do? Keep following the moss. <laughs> yeah, until Sounds... we uh, lose its lose track of it or something. I think that's just the plan. I guess I would clarify though that we could be a bit more sneaky sneaks while we follow these blazes. You know, maybe okay, spread so that out would... a little bit, stalk a little bit, try to make sure we are not falling into any traps a little bit. I do like the idea that we spread out maybe, you know, 15, 20 feet just kind of across uh, the path and spread forward just so we cover more ground area as we're looking to do it. Yeah. Is my character cool enough that he can be up in treetops doing Naruto running and stuff? Or is that just not realistic? Nope. All right. (laughs) You are not a monk and you are not high enough level. Later then. I'll do that later. Yeah, if you multi-class into monk, you could do that. Okay. Multi-class as a monk. To be fair, monks and rangers are both dexterity wisdom. It would actually be reasonable. Yeah, what do you know? But we'll come back to that later. Yeah, but monks also sacrifice damage to do bullshit stuff, so... (laughs) Ooh, that sounds great. Like run across treetops? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, not even run across treetops. They can just run across, like, tree sides. And stuff. How Isn't wide that are stuff these that trees? Sarah's been doing as a rogue? <laughs> yes, rogues also don't sacrifice damage <laughs> to, do, <laughs> to do bullshit. Yeah, the rogues just you do just it. Describe the better version of a monk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, monks, monks are tankier and have more crowd control. Cool. Um, cool, cool oh, cool. I was turning up Gordon in Discord. Yes, you were. I never got to... Oh, you were at 98%. I think that was the problem. Instead of 100. Yes, that 2% will really make the difference. Yeah, the 2% boost. Okay. (laughs) So, Guido. Yeah. You, I would guess, are the person leading the following of the trail of the Red Moss. Sure. Is someone else, you also mentioned looking for traps, is someone else kind of looking to make sure that you're not followed or watched or going to encounter a trap? Uh, yes, I specifically remember someone else in the party saying <sighs> they would do exactly that. I can keep so eye for that. Great, so you're dividing up your tasks a little bit so that so that it's not just one person doing all the things. So Guido, can I have you make a survival check? And Lysander, let's go, I remember all the names. Can you make a perception check for me? Survival. Ooh, 19. 18 for the perception. Yeah, 19 for survival. Great. You easily 
are able to follow the track as it heads into the woods. Cool. And as you're looking around, you begin to see that the moss is all facing in one direction, more or less. Okay. And as you're traveling, then it's starting to get a little bit... Just At first, it's about 100 yards across. You'll find one, and then as you're traveling, you'll just about think you lost the trail as you're traveling, because you have to weave in and out and around trees. And then okay. you'll see another one. And as you keep traveling, you're able to, lack of a better term, slalom your way through, going a little bit on faith and finding different ones. But as you start moving deeper into the forest, that those traces of red moss that you're on the lookout for begin to uh, happen a little bit more frequently, and the clusters are a little bit more... a little bit more frequent. So then you're eventually able to see them, so you can see the next moss blaze from the previous one, and then you're able to make it pretty easily. Lysander. Okay. Uh, -huh. uh No traps. No traps. Everything seems good. It looks like... Are there signs at all that anybody else has come walking this way? Tracks of any sort? Not recently. Uh, Guido would have noticed if anyone had done that in the recent past. Okay. But it, it doesn't seem like anyone has come in the last day or so. And because you're walking in the woods, and also because you are traveling a halfling, they wouldn't leave particularly big footsteps at this point. At least, at least with a day's time. Gotcha. Also, I know you said we weren't lost, but <clears throat> reading into my natural explorer, I guess we can't get lost except by magical means anyway. So, right. we're, we're right And on that track. part is true. We are going to need to fix some of your stuff, but not today. So uh, you get what? all of your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. You can't have that super awesome ability. Yeah, so, um, like, the, in the advantage on initiative stuff was... Yeah, that's my favorite stuff, Rob. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's his favorite stuff. I, I get to attack first if they haven't acted yet. Yeah, this is amazing. We like took the the good parts of like six different Rager subclasses and we like smushed them all together. And yeah. So Well, yeah. Soon there will that's, be. That's okay. You're getting your yeah. you're getting your cool hive shredder subclass next level. That's if you true. Don't die. Yeah. Our, our dear listeners haven't heard that discussion yet, but you will. <laughs> Stay tuned. You, you probably won't. It'll just be a thing that happens. It's going to be good. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're going to continue along this path as long as you can yeah. follow one. How, how All right. Yeah, basically. Like, are we starting to be surrounded by this red mom? Uh, no. Y you went from basically... Little, I don't want to say traces, but small hand held sizes to now there may be 
a foot or so. Just on trees or at the base of trees. Um, at some points it's a little bit bigger, but you're not at the point where it's just all moss. Although it is getting denser as you're going and it's starting to get a little bit thicker. But nothing crazy yet. You're still... At the breaks in the woods, you can see that you're, you still have a ways to go before you get to the mountains. Probably half a day of travel. So, you're not quite there yet. It is, however, getting dark. Oh, yeah. Did we determine that my super futuristic cyborg body cannot see in the dark? I think so. Yeah, you do not have dark vision. Yeah. yeah, you don't have dark vision. Oh, right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you <laughs> I love that my I love that my homemade pet camera has night vision, but yeah, it makes sense that a Warforged wouldn't. That's fine. <laughs> Starting to get dark, we should find a clearing, probably away from the moss, to set up camp for the night. Probably best before cool. I get too far in. Cool, cool, cool. Alright, so you're going to try and find a place to camp? Yep. Alright. Can. Uh, who's trying? Who's going to try and find a place to camp? All of us. Yeah. That's not really how it works. I can try. Yeah. Well, well, right, depends. Well, they're what do they're we have looking to for traps and stuff, so I'll look for a place to camp while they're they're doing other things. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. Can I help look for camp? Sure. All right. With uh, with Cirilla's help, I manage a fifteen perception. As you're looking around now, you're noticing that the the moss seems to be on a pretty specific path and as you look around to either side it seems like there are there isn't any moss outside of the maybe I don't want to say path but the the direction you are traveling through the trees so if you go off anyway then you'll be able to avoid the moss other than that it doesn't seem to be overly there doesn't seem to be a bad place to camp, but there doesn't seem to be a great place. You do, however, notice a clearing as you come up. Just a clearing in the trees doesn't look to be anything special that you could sleep at. Or you can just camp in the woods. A clearing sounds wonderful. Good eyes, Blabber. <clears throat> I motion yeah. to the group that this might be a great place for us to make camp for the moon. Sounds good. We have consensus. Great. All right. Um, Are there any signs that people have stayed here before? Maybe a uh, fire pit or something? Or just looks like a regular clearing. Uh, just looks like a regular clearing, but make a survival check. Uh, 19 plus 3 is 22. All right. As you're looking around, then you definitely see that there's a lot of animals and such that travel through this area. Uh, nothing errant? Aberrant? One of those. <laughs> nothing... <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, great. There like doesn't seem spot. to be any large predators or anything to go through. It's mostly like deer and such. Maybe dinner for us. Perfect. Cool. Uh, Guido's gonna help set up camp, and then he's gonna look for a little perch that he can stay up in and not sleep all night while keeping guard. Also kind of not how it works, but okay. Um, what? Well, I'm like in a half-sleep, right? 
you go into like a power down mode, but you right. can still see but it I'm still aware. form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for for all intents and purposes, it still works like a light sleep, except you can see. See and hear as normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, question, are you immune to poison and disease? Mm-hmm. I think he is, yeah. That was that. Sure I am. But I get uh, advantage on poison throws or something? Yeah, they probably wouldn't make you immune to poison damage, because that would be... You have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned, and you have resistance to poison damage. Is that it? That's what the text I copied says, but it sounds a bit contradictory, right? Because why would I need to roll if I was immune? I think you are resistant. I don't think you're immune to poison right, and resistant. disease. Right, resistant. Resistant um, would be half, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. but uh, immune to poison and disease is a different thing. Okay. <clears throat> Which does mean that you can get sick. No, it does. Uh, he does say he is immune to disease. Okay. Looking at it here. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was. I was. Resistant to poison. Okay. Yeah. So. Right, so we're setting up camp. Uh, do we have rations, or are we hunting for food tonight? Did you pack rations? I believe we did. Or... Yeah, I think you we should. You should have rations. up on at least water. Yeah. yeah. Um. And if... remember, you have. I believe I said like see there's three or six days of water. I'll I'll double check it. But you you have enough water that you're not worried about running out of water on this trip. Unless you're here for a lot longer than you expect. Yeah. Okay. Also if we have enough daylight for some foraging left, um, I guess well, this might be a rule that Rob takes away from me, but apparently when you forage, you find twice as much food as you normally would. So if we did want to look up for berries and stuff, we can get double berries. You're going to forage? Is it light enough still? I mean... Sure. <laughs> then sure. Yeah. You're hitting dusk. It's it's hard to see. It would be dim light, but it's not darkness yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, make a survival check for me. I'll stay close to camp. Aha! I got a green 23, which I believe is a good thing. Green is good. <laughs> green is good. Uh, yeah, so that is a natural 20 crit 23, and... Find a shit ton of berries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as you look around, you actually find an apple tree. Something that resembles an apple tree it's like a conifer apple tree it's weird um but through your looking at it the fruits look and seem safe okay i mean ultimately it's not really my life on the line so i guess i'll just tell <laughs> my party mates that these are safe and roll the dice yeah <laughs> um but yeah so you you've seen them before you've seen people eat them before and yeah, so you have, I don't know, 20 apples? Wow. Great work, Rita. Sweet. Okay. I'll bring them back to my grateful uh, subjects. Almost seems like a waste to pick that many apples for three people. Ah, thank you, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> or, sorry, five, five people. people. I five people. Had that and 
Yeah. They are. They can have Didn't you hear me? I said great earlier. <laughs> I that was oh yes, of course. Voice affectations that you do sometimes. <laughs> That's like you are a wonder <laughs> Great work. Yeah. <laughs> no right. problem, well, vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hata walks up to you when you give them the apple. Well, walks up to get an apple when you offer them, and she says, "Thank you very much for the apples." Because that's what she sounded like the whole time, so, yeah. Cool. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear it. Yeah, she says that, reminding you that she is here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we have a, a nice evening of apples, then. And whatever else we brought with us. Yeah. I guess just hunkering down for the night, then, and we'll take off at first light, basically. Mm-hmm. Before bed, I'm going to just go around the perimeter of camp, placing this little metal stakes that I use for my alarm spell. So, uh, these devices will make a nice loud clattering noise should anything try to sneak up on us during the night. Are you making it around camp, or are you setting it somewhere? Uh, around the camp, just uh, like in a circle perimeter around us. Okay. The, the clearing itself is pretty... Is is bigger than the yeah uh, camp yeah so like it's probably forty feet across. Um, the alarm is great for noticing things, but usually by the time something would get into that perimeter, um, it, it's not an early warning system, I guess. No. But like they're already be- on you. Uh. I'd rather be but, woken up 20 feet away from my tent than with them over me in the tent. Yeah, it, but yes, it is very effective for that. Um, so you'll have the alarm set, and then are you going to take watches, or is Guido just going to sentry? Guido, I how mean, confident are you that you can see the entire camp at once? I mean, as someone who doesn't really pay attention to the constraints of my character build, I would say extremely confident. Especially if Pat has, <laughs> especially if uh, Lysander has also put those noisy bits around camp, then yeah, I feel good. All right. Um. So Guido's taking all three watches. Great. I have confidence in the combination effect of Guido and the alarm spell. Sounds good enough to me. All right. Okay, so you're all just going to settle down in bed. Any conversations you would like to have before you go to bed? I have a question. Do we all have separate tents? Do we have, like, a large group tent? Or are we just, like, free sleeping bags in the, in the wilderness here? You... Under my thing, it just says I have a bedroll, but I don't see anything about a tent. You didn't buy a tent. You did not buy a tent, so I guess we're just kind of bedrolling it. All right, cool. Thank God the weather's perfect. <laughs> I don't want to sleep under the stars. Uh, make a nature check. Who? Uh, Guido, sure. Alright. Six. <laughs> Thank God the weather's perfect. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it's not going to rain. Yeah, yeah there's the always that. Of- You'd have to roll at least a five for that. It does seem pretty nice out. 
Um, well, I mean, you can see this throat and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not gonna rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drought. Oh, this is perfect. You can see the stars. Um, it doesn't feel overly windy, uh, which would lead to issues, but right, because we're on the dust bowl. Um, but uh, yes. I guess fires could play a bigger role in this world, though I'm certainly not giving you any ideas. <laughs> Holy crap, that's a great idea. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I will name it California. <laughs> <laughs> well, I carefully look soon. up at the stars above us. Do I recognize any constellations or anything? Um. Yeah, that's your... true. For bedtime conversation, I'll ask... Uh, Lysander. Uh, no, no. What's his name? Falaverin, if he recognizes any constellations. <laughs> they recognize any constellations. Um, we'll just specifically do Falaverin. I don't care if anyone else sees constellations. Yeah. Do I? Because if so, um, then I point them out to Guido and kind of say, oh, yes, this is the god of, or whatever, this is the constellation. Make a... Um, make either a history or a religion check your choice. Ah, yes, my two greatest strengths. <laughs> hmm. It's an intelligence question, so... <laughs> right, um, You didn't have much choices. I'll, I'll go with history, because it's the same role, but... Or nature, that's intelligence, right? It's not constellations, though. <laughs> oh, let's go with the nat 20, though! Fuck, yeah! <laughs> Alright... He recognizes the shit out of some constellations. I regale Guido the many tales that I know of whatever is directly above us in the sky. Guido is effectively regaled. Um, although, as far as you know, there are no dragons in this world outside of legend. Many of the constellations are based upon dragons. And you're able to see... Um, the it, it, the equivalent of the North Star, but it would be the South Star, right? Because Southern Hemisphere. Um, and as you're looking, that makes part of the... It's just called the Golden Dragon, um, which is a legendary, historical, supposedly demigod. Um... And it's around that time of the season where the golden dragon prepares people for harvest and such. So, that is the major constellation you see. But with a natural 20, you see many other bodies, celestial bodies. And I'm not going to make up the entire constellation system right now because I wasn't expecting to have to do that. But there are, <laughs> there are a number of stars that you, you okay. see around. I, I do point all of these out to Guido, and I ask him, uh, are you familiar with dragons and the legends of lore? Uh, Guido says, yes, extremely, but please remind him. <laughs> at, at which point I go into this, this long conversation about the golden dragon and the, the stars directly above us. And then I also point out a couple of other little ones around and about of whose names I currently forget. Um, that I would have camped under in my, my travels and yeah, used you to guide my direction. As, as you don't know a ton of hard history on the celestial bodies, 
But you do know yeah. a lot about constellations and navigating by them, because that's something that you would have done a lot in your past. Or, and even if you didn't do it, you would have members of your tribe members that would Members of my tribe it. would have, right? Yeah. And I could probably pick and up a thing or two. they would, yeah, talk to you about it, show you what they're doing and how they navigate. Yeah. So I, you know, charm Guido with the uh, idiosyncrasies of pointy little stars up there for a bit. Yeah. And while Guido is actively learning and retaining all this, he arrogantly says he already knew it all. <laughs> Right. That's how the conversation ends. Anyone else? Anyone want to try and extract deep lore from uh, your other two party members? I was actually going to ask, uh, sit down with uh, Hazza Nakano and ask about the desert land from which they are from. Bring it on. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> sit down with them. So you say you're from the land of Sabjarak, the deserts to the north. Oh, that's wrong Google Doc. <laughs> yeah, that's a pronunciation. Yes. Um, yeah, they're going to uh, talk to you a little bit about Sabjarak now. Um, yes, we are from Sabjarak, the deserts, as you say. Although, that is a little reductive. Foreigners, foreigners, oh boy, this is fun. Foreigners <laughs> often... You made your bed, Rob. <laughs> they often think that Subjadak is just deserts to the north, but there is much beauty in the oases and the coastline and the jungles in the east. Fascinating. I hope to make it there on my travels at some point. Yes, I, I highly recommend going to the great capital of Del Bo on the coast. It is a Del splendid, marvelous city that spans across and even into the water. Into the water, they've built, uh, you mean above the waves, or have they found some method to build below the waves themselves? All of the ports are on floating platforms above the waves. Interesting. Must be quite the feat of engineering to withstand any storms or surges. Yes, well, we may not have the frivolous technologies that you have here in Otaria, we ourselves do create many magnificent feats of engineering that rival any of the other any of the other countries. Cringe. It's okay, it's a made up country. They can have whatever accent I want. Uh, I hope to see these feats someday. Are there any interesting beasts that wander our lands? Oh of course. Naturally, in the desert, there are all kinds of creatures that come around. Gigantic worms and great bugs and lizards. And as you get into the jungles and the great vertical rock formations, then there are 
all kinds of birds and jungle cats and such. This really place out where? Landscape. Sorry? Valeran? What was that? Uh, I said a really diverse landscape of, yeah. of creatures. As you get there, you can also begin to see great elephants and rhinoceroses there, and even some dinosaurs, which are not extinct. I'll look up a little surprised at that. Truly, the tyrant lizards. Yes, they. It's said that they are, of course, incredibly rare. But they are, if you know where to look, not difficult to find. As long as you are patient. I will definitely have to make a trip there someday. Yeah. Just what secrets the land holds. To, to be honest, that's only what I've heard. I've spent most of my life in and around Delbo and only made a few trips into the jungles. Do not many people travel into them? There are people, of course, that live there, but it is an expansive country, and my position has not afforded me constant long-term travel. Uh, Duties and whatnot, I understand. Yes. Not all quite have the luxury to freedom to move about as they wish. We certainly are not like the... I forget what their government system is. Hold on. We are certainly not like the the king and queen who have homes all over the country. Ah, uh, yes. The luxuries of nobility. Oh. Certainly, uh, Del Bo being the the capital that it is is probably the, the finest city in the area anyway, so... It is the finest city in the world. I just give him a little, like, acknowledgement, tip of the hat thing, like, uh, yes, well, you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, but look at this. At all this natural splendor, who wants to spend all of their time in the city? You never know what is waiting to be discovered, what beasts or... Uh, new civilizations, ancient dwellers are hidden in the far reaches of the land. Ah, That's what rep- I yeah. am interested yeah. in. Uh, Hatsa replies and says, Yes, it's true that there are many things here that we have never seen before. And it has been a very exciting adventure to, to see it all. Yeah, I don't think it's city or nature. Staying in one place for too long, it's just boring. I'll drink that. Now you understand. <laughs> Great. Um, so you all settle down. Um, just for your reference, name, 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 Lysander. Lysander. <laughs> <laughs> name, name, name. <laughs> As you have legitimately not been to Sebjarek or. Pelios. Okay. You have been to Byron and Loflamir. Okay. And also, like, nobody's been to Calypsis. Like, nobody knows what Calypsis' deal is. 
Um, what about Apophos? We're going to know what Calypsis's deal is eventually. What? Apophos to the direct east of Ataria? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, mostly because you'd either have to... It's really hard to get to. Yeah, it looks like it's in the middle of all um, the mountains and Yeah, jungle. so Apophos, you guys would know, is basically isolated by raised cliffs. Oh. Um, so the only ways to get there are through certain, like, approved entrances or going up and over the mountains, which is, like, really hard. Because the Tolstoy Mountains are the largest mountains, as I mentioned before, and the tallest mountains in the country. All right. Okay. All right. Um, anything else before we head off to sleep? Let's do it. Keep your eyes uh, half open, Guido. I roll over. To... Roger, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> roger, Roger. All right. Um. So, keeping watch is Guido. Can you make a perception check with disadvantage for me? What? You don't have dark vision. That's an 11 with disadvantage. Man, I'm going to craft something that gives me dark vision. That's fine. We can make you some goggles or something. That'd be great. Hell yeah. Or just actually gadget my face because it's metal yeah so you technically when you craft something like that you could probably just like like build in an upgrade yeah uh that's gonna be be... like windows 10 up in this bitch (laughs) (laughs) that would be um difficult not like incredibly difficult but it would because it's like a permanent thing it would take a while to make and you would need to figure out how to do it but yeah it's definitely possible oh man maybe i'll get a monocle that'll be sick Oh yes. And you have dark right. vision in one eye, and right. every other <laughs> every other darkness roll will be with disadvantage. Every other the rest one will yeah. be normal. Maybe I'll have two monocles. You can see it. You just can't Even see better. how far away it is. He has no depth perception. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. figure out how to make glasses, so he just made two monocles. It's true. <laughs> I like this idea. It's really coming together. All right. Well, do I detect the impending threat that's definitely going to come in the middle of the night? As you look around for the impending threat that's definitely going to come in the middle of the night, um, (laughs) you spend a lot of your time uh, looking up the stars and observing the information that was described to you, mostly for practical purposes, because you want to, you, you want, you would like to use the information to start Improving, although you've navigated before, like improving your navigation skills. Sure. But other than that, nothing exciting happens. The alarm does not trigger. Can you make another perception for the second watch of the night? With more disadvantage? With the same amount of disadvantage. <laughs> Ooh, that's a crit fail out of four. Uh-oh. Good thing Rob said nothing. He always knows something bad's about to happen when he takes a sip of his drink before he... <laughs> <laughs> he has to pause and like, uh, here we go. <laughs> no, no, if you listen closely, you hear him rolling dice. <laughs> Can you? I heard that one, yeah. You take 200 points. No, okay. Um. <laughs> Fall damage. Has- Wait, what? what? Yeah. Guido is dead. <laughs> As you 
continue to look up at the stars. You're looking up, and Valeran told you there was a dragon, but all you see are just a bunch of stars, and you're like, what? There's no dragon there. There's just a bunch of stars just kind of there. So now I think Valeran's a liar. And you are just kind of looking at the stars. Can you make the third perception check for the end of the night? Yes. That's a six. <laughs> really? So we're only going up. Oh, oh, okay. I, I see. So it's like I connect the dots and, and okay, so there's the tail and then that connects to that one and then the, the star there actually makes the eye of the dragon. Okay. There there it is. Um oh my god. Alright. It took a while, but you got there. Other than that, the night is uneventful, nothing happens, you're not attacked. Um no animals. Well, you didn't see any animals, at least. <laughs> and um, the night passes without issue, no setting off of the alarm. Cool. And you all awake in the morning, uh, fully restored and ready for a new day of travel. Oh, hot to me. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. As I uh, just kind of like awakening comes to say, Hey, Guido, did you see anything interesting last night? Guido saw a gold dragon, but that's it. Ah, yes. Yes, of course. The one that I showed you before we went to sleep. Correct. Or was that's it a it. real gold dragon? Yeah, Would have had a hard time justifying that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so it is the morning. You have... Now, you, you travel like a full day, right? So now it's about another half day, you would assume, now that you're starting to be on the mountainside a little bit, or at least it's starting to go up. And you estimate that you're pretty close. Cool. Foot of the mountain. Yeah, everybody right. watch your footing. It seems to be a little bit more sloped here as we're... You know, ascending. Yep. Uh, what is your formation? You're also always free to make your uh, NPC PCs do stuff. Hmm. NPC uh, yes. PCs. If you want. But you don't um, have to. Why not? I mean, we could have them take the front of the line. <laughs> well, whoever's Tracking will probably have to be at the front, but after that, don't know if it really matters yet. Well, didn't, didn't, aren't you guys all trackers, or did we get rid of that? Not me. Uh, I have tracking skill. Right. Oh, we, we, we cut it down know. to two. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I could take the lead again. As I guess the most outwardly yeah. facing tracker. Is so is Guido leading the party again okay this is also is your favorite terrain and your home stuff do you get anything for favorite terrain actually no i have favorite enemy but i mean i ignore difficult terrain but i don't have a preferred terrain that i'm aware of i think you do i think that was just some of the confusion over just which ranger which revision yeah. of ranger features are we using we're, we're gonna clean it up um 
So go ahead and just make another survival check for me. Is anyone else looking for stuff? Because he's looking out. He's looking out for the moss as you follow the trail again. Honestly, I'll keep an eye out for just any signs of other people, other life. Okay. Um, I also would like you to make a uh, no, 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 no. Make a make a perception check. Okay. Was a 14 for perception. Um, on the survival check, as you're going now, you, you begin for the beginning of the day, and now the moss is starting to become... is starting to take over the area. And everything is becoming that red-orange tinge. So what used to be a couple of feet are now becoming large clusters. And at some points, you have to start to move around so that you don't touch it if you're going to try and avoid touching it. Okay. The um, party should probably start wearing some sort of face mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely avoiding the touching of the moss as much as, you know, Yeah. as we're traveling. Or I'm, I guess I'm calling it moss. It's more of a fungus. So airborne spores. Make a uh, nature check. Just anyone? Not you, because you asked. <laughs> God damn it. Man, Guido. <laughs> you do recall that there were floating upside down type things inside the cabin when you went in. Right now you don't see those. But d- okay. does it come from the fungus? Who knows? Okay. Um, Lysander. Yes. As you are traveling, you hear nothing. You don't see anything. No signs of life at all. Hey, does that include like there's no natural wildlife around here? Yeah, you. Nothing as in. N- not you didn't notice anything. As in, you notice nothing. Oh, so maybe uh, a little uh, specifically absent of. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting. It's yeah, you you don't hear birds. Um, you only hear one bug occasionally, and that's because it's traveling with you. There are no, no natural wildlife. It's just still silent, other than the sound of your footsteps as you travel. There's something deeply wrong with this area, aside from the obvious, of course, gesturing to one of the large clusters of mold. Uh, Listen closely, we've not seen or heard any wildlife for quite a while now. Yes, even with Guido stomping about these woods, you'd still expect to hear birds chirping in the distance or something. I imagine they're related to each other. I agree. I Wish I had brought more disinfectant or something in case any of us happened to come in, uh, in contact with any of this. If only it wasn't so hard to get right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Okay. Whatever. Um, well, definitely be. keep your eyes open. Uh, we'll and proceed with caution. I don't want anybody to touch this moss by mistake. Yes. Whatever it is, we need to at least make sure. Some of us get back. If this is spreading naturally, it's 
Uh, like it seems to be down to the woods. This could devastate the entire local ecosystem. Who knows how far it could spread on its own. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so still moving forward, uh, but maybe a little bit more cautiously. Okay. Um, You guys are already moving pretty cautiously, it felt like. Um, But yeah, you can move more cautiously. Mechanically, you you would have no other advantage over what you have before. Guys, I know that our characters don't know this, but Rob was clearly asking about poisoning later, and now we're in an area that's covered in mold, and it's like, no one's... No one's aware of anything. We are aware we shouldn't be touching it in general. We are aware there's no other life forms around us, like, at all. No animals or anything. That's a really good observation. Oh my god, how's my bee doing? Uh, she's fine. Alright, sweet. Phew. Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> Alright. As you're, you continue to travel, you continue to... You're continuing to avoid the... fungus, lichen, moss stuff, right? Yes. Okay. You begin to notice that the mountains are uh, coming up upon you. And you have been shepherded into uh, not a slope, but a not a spur, but whatever the... A gully, I guess. It's a gully, right? Like a big trench? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Ravine. Ravine is the word I was ravine, looking for. Ravine, ravine, ravine. That's, That's the, word. the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, you're you're in a ravine, and you now begin to see the walls in front of you, and the and on the side of you, not unlike uh, Tuckerman's. Okay. I suppose. Now, except the the walls where you are start to become a little bit more vertical. Although I guess Tuckerman's is pretty vertical too. Um. And as you come onto the walls where the spurs begin to rise, then you're beginning to see that it is solid rock, and there seem to be uh, caves. Okay. And the the forest ends, and there's probably a, I don't know, 50-foot gap between forest edge and a wall. It, it is natural. It looks to be that the reason there is because there are, are there there's stone, basically there, right? So it, it just become it gives way to rock face, and then the trees can't grow on the rocks. And there's still other plants you can see growing there, but there are not anything specific. And is or the there, moss there still growing on the other plants, or has it taken hold on the stone faces itself? Yes, there's. It's not everywhere, everywhere, but it is very in in a lot of places. It's not covering it, but there's def- there's large patches, and at this point, in some places, they're two-ish feet high by five or six feet long. It kills me that even in this made-up world, we're still not using the metric system. <laughs> 
maybe we'll just say that this is actual feet. It's 60 centimeters. D&D's in feet, but <laughs> I mean, I can do metric. No, I don't think you should. <laughs> It'll confuse me. This is just colorful commentary. <laughs> it's 60 centimeters high by about two meters long. I mean, maybe we can discuss changing the system next set. Nice. (laughs) I mean, you already made your own days of the week. We might as well have like (laughs) seven feet wide. (laughs) It's about four hands tall. Yeah, X winches long, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so are we proceeding into these caves that are covered in a poisonous moss? Well, we should be looking for a larger one, right? The jaws of the tall wood. I, I would assume it's at least a little bit more noticeable than just a, a regular old cave. Uh, I agree with the Labyrinth's logic, yes. Anything else. So maybe just spread out a little bit. Uh, again, mind, mind the uh, vegetation, but let's try and see if there's a, a bigger, larger, more predominant opening somewhere. So are you splitting the party? Well, hold on. What kind of <laughs> The DM asks seductively. <laughs> What kind of working relationship do I have with Beyonce? Like, can I communicate with her and have her scout the area? Or are we just not there yet? You could treat her loosely as a familiar. Okay. I would I'm going to loosely ask her as a familiar to fly around and see if she finds anything of interest that we cannot see from our vantage point. Cool. All right. Um, you send out Beyonce. Uh, this isn't the find familiar spell, so you can't uh, look through her eyes you can't warg into her um that's fine that sounds dumb anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> i just want this bee to try to communicate what it sees to a cyborg sounds like it'd be ultimately irrelevant to the plot <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true um, <laughs> too soon <laughs> as you begin traveling then uh beyonce uh, flies around. How long do you want her to go for? Uh, I mean, ten minutes. Okay. Um, you all travel around. Is anything else doing anything in that in those ten minutes? I mean, I guess I'm looking around the you know ground level for whatever we can find. If there's like a noticeable tree or entryway or something that screams to me, ah, yes, this is the place to be. Do any of you guys have check for magic spells or anything? Detect uh, you know, I could, yeah, I could take the time to just uh, use my tools to try and detect any magic in the area. Uh, can you make a perception check for Beyonce? Damn right I can. Um, actually, just roll the d20. But I just got a 21. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's, that's fine. We'll let her use your perception because... She's yeah, not, we should use my perception. She's, <laughs> she's no regular B. Gotcha. Uh, and she doesn't have a stat block yet. Um, cool. So, what else is happening? Uh, I'm taking time to just sort of set up a detect magic field around me, and I'll just be holding that as we travel around. Oh, I was gonna say, are you doing that as a ritual, but it's not a ritual spell. Oh, it's not, no. Oh, never mind then, no. I first one that was ritual. I thought it was, too. Oh, uh, whoops. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure we played it as Ritual. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's marked as Ritual in my sheet. It's just not showing up in the okay. macro. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was. Yeah, it, it absolutely it should be. is Ritual. Yeah. Yeah. So you take... What's the casting time normally? One action? Uh, normally one action. Ritual is... Ten Ritual's minutes. ten minutes, yeah. Uh, so you take ten minutes to ritually cast Detect Magic. Yeah. Uh, then I can just hold it up for 10 minutes. Yeah. As you look around, um, all of the moss is giving off magical... Oh, boy. Magical auras. Do you have proficiency in Arcana? I do not. Huh. I thought I did. No. You are not sure what schools of magic that they are. The auras, though. I bet the next thing Rob says is that the auras do nothing. The aura, <laughs> the the energy that it's giving off is very cold and withering. Um, and although you don't have knowledge of the schools of magic, you can still pretty safely assume that this is some kind of necromancy. Not in the traditional raising the dead sense, but more in the... Rotting, withering death. Yes, blight sense. So resurrecting dead moss. No, it's more, it's fueled like the energy of death itself. This moss is powered by death. How fun. Uh, yeah, cool. so I guess I'll just sort of communicate that to everyone as we're getting the report from Beyonce back. Oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting, I'd like to ask Guido. Uh, so is is it her name Beyonce or is it like Yonce the Bee? No, it's <laughs> full on B E E uh, dash Y O N C E with the thing on top of it. The full name Beyonce. Yonce the Bee. That's... Hold on, I'll put it in the chat. Well, like uh, you... I don't know how to do the fan... Ooh, it does work. Like how you nope. say, like, this is my cat, Tia. This is my bee, Yonce. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bee, Yonce. Oh, you know what? That's actually pretty enticing. I'll think about that. <laughs> Maybe I'll see what she prefers. Um, Yonce the bee and or a Beyonce returns to you dope and she lands on your shoulder and you begin to you begin to sense that or feel that of electrical little charges that she puts into your skin frame sure. frame all this sounds reasonable yeah. Make a, an intelligence check for me. Ooh, one of my strongest characters. <laughs> I'm gonna make a wisdom check. What is your wisdom modifier? Uh, plus three. Okay, uh, we'll make that. Uh, add the plus three to that roll you just did. Okay. So that'd be a 15. Okay. As you communicate, you're beginning to form this somewhat 
telepathic connection and you are beginning to learn to interpret what these pops mean um, as you're learning essentially an equivalent of Morse code. Sure. To quantum murder hornet yeah, language. To communicate with your your fey murder hornet. And uh, she although you can't get exactly what she's saying and understand like exactly what you get the sense that she did in fact find a a large cave. About cool. she's gone ten minutes. Yep. About half a mile to a mile to your west. Cool. I pet her ever so gently in a comforting yet authoritative parenting way. And then I <laughs> communicate that to the group. Big cave. Yancey found it to the west. Remarkable. Great work. Yancey the Very bee. Good. Yeah, she accepts your compliments. <laughs> I give her cool. a little like uh, salute kind of thing, which I don't know if she can recognize, but either way, it, it means a sign of respect to her. Sure. Well, let's see here. Uh, I guess this isn't terrible. Although she does accept the the compliments, um, she mostly seems concerned with uh, with Guido and doesn't give a fuck about the rest of you. Aww. Just like Guido. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like B. Yeah, like cyborg, like murder hornet. Familiar. Alright, well in that cool. case, I guess we're heading uh, west. Yeah. Also, good, term, good time to clarify for the good of our audience, of our thousands of fans. Um... We are using terms like robot and cyborg as a reductive. This is the basically D&D port, and he's a Warforged, and we know that he's not actually a robot. Okay, great. You know they're commenting about that. I just don't want Does to get Does Guido flamed. know that yeah. he's not actually Yeah, you know, all of our thousands of followers have been flaming me on Twitter and Reddit, you know, <laughs> in our huge Twitter and Reddit threads, so I want to make sure that they know that we know that he's not actually a robot but he's r slash roll with us here basically a robot. coming to you soon sure and if i can clarify even further i'm not sure that the person playing guido is as familiar with these concepts as well so <laughs> you're like if i can clarify you are you're like wood and metal and magic right and i think that's it something else and um, and a, a b yeah and a b <laughs> Cool. Okay, but you, so we all headed yeah, but you, to the yeah. big cave? Yeah, you shouldn't let others define you, though. You should, it should be about you. Right. Okay. Nice. It should be about Guido the cyborg instead of what he really is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so as you travel, um, the moss begins to get ever thicker and bigger and taller and more prominent. Who's in front? Guido. Um, and I'll make, be, you know, basically right behind him. Make a perception check for me. <laughs> I, I can stop taking the head of the formation if people want 
someone with higher perception. Uh, Beyonce uh, is the one leading us the way. Okay. I rolled the six. <laughs> yeah. As you move, you still don't notice or don't hear anything around. Um, but as you're moving along and getting closer to where this supposed cave is, with Beyonce flying a little bit in front to kind of lead you as almost a an auger, right? Is that the, the that's two sticks? Uh, isn't an auger a piece of equipment used? Yeah, no, to no, no, no. Sorry. Place as a drill. Poles? What are the the two sticks called? Is it a time? Like a flight attendant person you're talking about here? Uh, no, like, you... the, like used to find water. Yeah. Some the old cartoons. Uh, dousing rod. Yeah, right. dousing rod. She's serving as your dousing rod, essentially. I guess. Cool. That, I don't know, for some reason the wording of that, it didn't actually really hold up how I thought it would. Anyway, but she is leading you as your metal detector toward this cave. And... You, water detector yeah you begin to travel toward the cave and all of the stuff is getting thicker and you're basically just seeing more and more of the red moss you all come to a large probably 20 foot by 10 foot cave um and in it there are uh stalagmites and stalactites that are coming down that make it look like there are teeth coming down. And it looks like a gigantic, sharp-toothed, almost demonic-looking mouth. Ah, yes. So maybe we're close to the jaws. <laughs> no, Guido, I do believe this is quite the apt description of the jaws of the mountain. I'm just, oh. I'm going to just be taking time to sketch this out. That's quite the impressive sight. Quite the addition. Cool. Quite the addition to my atlas. Interesting enough, there are other rocks around it that if you didn't approach it from quite the right angle and if you didn't have a bee that discovered it first, it seems like it would be really difficult to actually find. Um, although not so difficult that... A quantum bee couldn't find it? Now that you're seeing it, it's almost surprising that, if you recall, the um, Atari's Venom members from Hemingway had gone in here to travel to find previous smugglers, right. and they didn't find anything. And it's almost surprising that that they couldn't find this, because it's, it's definitely the most prominent cave in the area, and you'd think that that would be the one, especially because it looks like Jaws. Although you could also assume they didn't have giant red moss beacons leading them there. Well, that's probably uh, a definite help that got us this far. Cool. Uh, I reward Beyonce with an apple. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, a, a whole apple? Uh, yeah, she's a grown-ass bee. <laughs> <laughs> Ass bees sound painful. As... A bee, she's probably about half the size of the apple. Um, carries it with Got no issue. Carries it with no issue. <laughs> That's terrifying. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a little disconcerting. Sweet. This is going 
Perfect. She's a strong ass bee. Um, strong. Okay. You're here. So is there any at what clear way up to get into the cave? It's ground level. Oh. Yeah, it looks like you can walk into it. In fact, it looks like it might go a little bit down. Is there a seemingly innocent white rabbit guarding it? <laughs> <laughs> Medieval corpses everywhere. <laughs> Uh, make a perception check. 14. There's that should be able to tell if there's a white rabbit near There's there. not. That bodes well for us. However, with a 14 in perception, you do see not dead people. It's maybe a couple of hooves? Animal-like here and there? The footprints. Um, survival check. That is a 14 for my survival. Um, yeah, that would have been Lysander looking. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything because he rolled higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are footprints. It's not human or humanoid footprints. Did you uh, say they were hooves? Or were you saying they were like actual hooves flying around? Actual hooves. Oh. oh, actual hooves lying actual around. Actual hooves, oh. yes. Not hoof prints. The hooves lying around and non-humanoid footprints. Yeah. Like something There's... walking on multiple legs. Uh, no. Well, I, okay, so when I say non-humanoid, it wasn't wearing shoes. Um, I guess so in a... So aren't human now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Well, yeah, but they aren't humanoid I mean, now. yeah, they're not, so... Most... You are seeing um, animals walking, whether it's bipedal or quadrupedal, you can't necessarily tell. But the footprints that you're seeing, although they're kind of faint, are clawed. Both in the front and in the back. So it's making one of these like three and two kind of things. So it does appear to be a quadruped. Uh, you can't tell with the with the roll you made. There, there are claws on the front of the foot and the back of the foot. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like. So you got like I three on the top and two the We're hunting. Yeah, f for our listeners, I really wish you could see <laughs> the hand that our DM is making. <laughs> it's it's painting quite the thorough picture. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's seen Friends, it's the claw. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Okay. What are you doing? Some sort of clawed creature. Uh, it seems little large, just be avian. Don't know. Uh, something is well. Some sort of beast is in here. Don't know quite how long ago. We definitely want to proceed with caution. The footprints aren't incredibly large. They are probably still human-sized prints, right? But they're not, like, it's not like a... You're not getting the sense that this is like a 20-foot creature that lives here. Or something. Okay. But it is capable of killing things with hooves. Well, as uh, at least two members of our party are hunters, so I assume we have done so as well. It's true. If we are attacked by deer, we will be safe. 
<laughs> cool. So should we proceed cautiously? Uh, yep. Let's there anything? go. I think uh, somebody other than uh, Guido or myself should lead the way into here, since it seems to be getting a little darker. I'll lead up. I want to get in this cave. All right. Are you going into the cave or just to the mouth of the cave? Uh, aren't we at the mouth of the cave? Or you're, you're like, you're, you're outside just kind of looking around. Um, no one's really got closer than like 10 feet. Uh, I'm gonna head in. All right. 